Nehemiah Pedictet Part 2. Uh, we're continuing picking up in Pasuk Tet, and what we're in the middle of is the prayer of the Levim on the 24th of Tishrei, and essentially what the Levim are doing is t- retelling the history of Bnei Israel and Eretz Israel. Pasuk Tet, that first Pasuk, picks up with the story of Mitzrayim. You saw the affliction of our forefathers in Egypt, and you heard their cries on Yamsuf. The previous Pasuk, Pasuchet, was speaking about Abraham. So essentially we skip right to when Hashem is starting to take them out of Egypt. Uh, we're not going through in detail the story of Bnei Israel going to Egypt. And very befitting as right now we're in a time of Shivat Zion. The Nehemiah and Ezra are leading the people back to returning to the land, to rebuilding the land. And as such, what they're, what they're going through is a history of how Hashem has always saved them through all their troubles. First of all, how he chose them through Abraham. And now we're going to see how he takes them from Egypt into Eretz Israel uh, so many years ago. Pasuk <laughs> And you performed the omens and wonders against Paro and all his servants and against all the people of his land. For you knew that they intentionally did evil against them and you made a name for yourself as this day. Obviously, these pasuks are from a morning prayer, but more than that, uh, both pasuk Tet and pasuk Yod actually refer to very similar pasukim in the Humash, perhaps referring to them. Um, here we have a Tot Muftim. Uh, if you look at Devarim Perekafav Pasuk Chet, we have a Tot Muftim as well. And previously in pasuk Chet, when we had Vatered Oni Amotenu, it reminds us of Shemot Perekimel Pasuk Zayin, when Hashem tells Moshe at the Sneh, Ra'od Ha'iti Et Oni Ami Asher B'Nitzrayim. So these pasukim are definitely... Uh, recalling Pesukim from the Chumash and in the sense of what is Ra'an Nechamiyah are trying to do this fits in very well they're trying to bring the people back to a time of biblical times to instill in the people that we're having the same relationship to Hashem that we had in the time of biblical times and they're recalling motifs from that time to help bring that awareness into the people Ramban explains the difference between Otot and Muftim Otot is anything predicted prophetically essentially Proving the truth and ultimate power of Hashem is an ot. It's something which could cause someone to believe and to know for a fact of Hashem's omnipotence. While muftim is not necessarily the same thing, muftim is not necessarily something prophesied, but rather a wondrous outside of nature thing, something that's outside the normal realms of nature and is just pure wonder. Uh, the Pasuk continues, ki adata ki alehem, that they knew the Egyptians intentionally did wrong against them. And various Mepharshim here uh, take this to understand how Hashem punished the Egyptians for something that was prophesied in the time of Abraham. The Rabbag writes that ki adata ki alehem, Hashem was punishing them for the time that the Egyptians enrolled before he hardened Pado's heart. The Rambam explains that the Egyptians went far and above beyond their prescribed evil that they were supposed to do. They were supposed to enslave the Jewish people, perhaps, and inflict upon them a certain amount of uncomfortableness, but they went far and above beyond that with the evil that they did. Uh, and finally, others explain that in addition to the actual actions of the Egyptians, uh, their evil intent and their, their harsh intent when they were punishing the Jews uh, definitely exceeded the prophecy that Hashem gave to Abraham and was therefore worthy of punishment and the Esra Makot that did happen. 
פסוק ט"א: "והיה מקטר לפניהם ויעברו בתוך הים ליבשה, ואת רודפיהם ישלח להם למצלות כמו אבן ומים עזים". And you split the sea before them, and they crossed through the sea on dry land, and their pursuers you cast into the depths like a stone in mighty waters. Once again here we have a clear reference to a pasuk in Chumas, Shema Perek Tetvav Pasukei, Yadum Mitzvot Kumo Avin. Where again in the Chumash, the Egyptians drowning were compared to a stone uh, that is plummeting down to the depths of the water. Having finished with the actual leaving of Egypt, uh, the Pasuk continues to describe the wondering that happens in the desert. Pasuk Yudbet, وبعمود عنان حنخيتام يومام وبعمود أشلايلا لهئير لهم تدرخ شيئل خوبه. And with a pillar of cloud, you led them daily, and with a pillar of fire by night, to illuminate for them the path which they were to travel. The miracle of the clouds as well in the desert uh, is of course documented and referring us back to a Pasuk in Shemot. Perek Yud Gimel Pasuk Kafalef ואדוני הולך לפניהם יומם ועמוד ענן על חותם הדרך ולילה בעמוד האש להעיר להם ללכת יומם ולילה very similar to our פסוק נחמיה. פסוק י"ג ועל הר סיני ירדת ודבר עמהם משמיים ותיתן להם משפטים ישרים ותורות אמת חוקים ומצוות טובים And you descended upon Har Sinai and spoke to them from heaven, and you gave them righteous laws and true teachings and statutes and commandments that are good. Here the Pasuk, after describing the miracles of Egypt and the desert, goes on to talk about the actual mitzvot and the Torah that Hashem gave them. And sometimes us, as well as I'm sure the Jews in time of Nehemiah, may not uh, always perceive the Torah, the Torah and the laws that Hashem gave us in the proper perspective, that indeed, just like uh, the miracles that Hashem did to the Egyptians and the miracles in the desert, uh, so too, the actual Torah and the mitzvot are a gift from Hashem and something which we have to be grateful for. And that's why the Levim are saying this. This is something which you owe to Hashem. You should be grateful to Hashem for all that He did, including... the Torah and all the laws that it gave us the opportunity to keep. Pasuk Yudalit, Let Shabbat Kodshecha hoda'ata lahem, mitzvot v'chukim v'torah tzivita lahem b'yad Moshe Abdecha. And you inform them of your sacred Shabbat and commandments, statutes, and teachings you commanded them through the hand of Moshe, your servant. Continuing with the miracles of the desert, Pasuk Tevav, V'alechem u'shamayim l'tata lahem l'ra'avam, u'mayim m'sela hutseta lahem l'tzma'am, v'tome lahem l'avol l'reshet et ha'aretz, asher nasati et yadacha l'tet lahem. And you gave them bread from the heaven for their hunger, and you extracted water from the rock for their thirst, and you told them to come and inherit the land which you raised up your hand to give to them. Continuing the miracles of the desert, stressing the fact Hashem raised up His hand to give it to them. Uh, obviously referring to the Pasuk uh, in Shemot, Perek Vav, Pasuk Chet. where Hashem says, But again, the point here is Hashem stressing, or the Levim stressing that Hashem gave so much to them, that they have so much to be grateful for. It's almost as if Hashem did so much that the effort is apparent of Hashem, as if He raised up His hand uh, to show how much um, Hashem was involved in the people, how much He took care of them, and how much Hashem personally led them through this time of the Egypt and the desert. The next couple of Pesukim now, we'll start to see where the Levim are stressing how B'nai Yisrael didn't return that same devotion to Hashem. Pesuk Kedzai. Vahem vavotenu hezidu, vayikshu tarpam, vilo shamao mitzvotecha. 
And they and our forefathers were wicked, and they stiffened their necks, and they did not listen to your commandments. Here the Pasuk starts off, Vehem Ravotenu. It's possible to understand they're referring to the same people, to the ancestors of the people who were leaving Mitzrayim. Others want to explain Vehem being despised, Ravotenu, our ancestors, the rest of the people, um, and refer to this Pasuk as referring specifically to the sin of the spies. Uh, it's also possible to just understand this as a more general introduction for the things about to come, uh, that Bnei Israel in the Midbar, as we know, complained several times and were several times did not have full faith in Hashem. Pasuk and they refused to listen and did not remember your marvels which you performed to them, stiffened their necks, and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in their rebellion. And you, the God of forgiveness, are benevolent and compassionate, slow to anger, and abundantly kind, and you did not forsake them. Referring to the Yud Gimel Midot in this Pasuk, uh, we start seeing that Hashem's goodness to the people, even while the people did not reciprocate the devotion that Hashem had to them, Hashem, in His infinite kindness, continued to give them uh, the care and compassion uh, that they had as His people all along. Essentially, now for the rest of the Pedic, we're going to notice a very powerful theme, and that is con- continuing to contrast the actions of the people with the actions of Hashem. And so, no matter how good Hashem was to the people, um, no matter how much devotion He had to them, how much of a credit line He extended to them, the people continued to do wrong and did not reciprocate that devotion to Hashem. The message for the time was very appropriate. They're at a time now when they're returning to the land when they haven't been there for a long time. Essentially returning from a punishment of Hashem. Hashem took them out of the land. And perhaps people may have been angry, upset, confused about the apparent betrayal uh, of Hashem from the people when he turned their backs. They lost the Beit HaMikdash, Hashem's house. Uh, They were no longer in their land, in a foreign country. The Levim are saying, now that they're returning, put everything into perspective. Put the history of the Jewish people into perspective. Look how much Hashem has tried to do for you and how little you reciprocated. And now, once again, we're at a time where Hashem in His great mercy returned us to the land. So now is a time, more than ever, where we have to be appreciative of Hashem's goodness to us and how He guided us throughout history. Of course, uh, it goes without saying, the same message is going to be applied for today as we have a much longer exile uh, from from Israel and are now finally beginning a, a longer return as well to keep the history of the Jewish people in perspective, to keep uh, the the many thousands of years which Hashem has guided us uh, from the be- very beginning, from Abraham till now is of paramount importance. Even though they had made themselves a molten calf and said, This is your God that took you out of Egypt and performed greatly maddening deeds. Um, obviously, as we mentioned, these Pesukim are all drawn from Pesukim and Shemot. And here, once again, 
Um, although the Jewish people performed the Chet Ha'egel, still Hashem was had mercy with them and continued to guard them until the land of Israel. Pasuk Yutet. Tabar Hamecha Rabim Laws of Tamba Midbar. Et Amud Hanan Vosam Alehem Biyomam Lahanchotam Behaderech. Ved Amud Haesh Belayla Lahir Lahem. Ved Aderech Asher Yelchuba. But you, in your great compassion, did not forsake them in the desert. The pillar of cloud did not forsake them in the day to lead for them a path, and the pillar of fire at night to illuminate for them and the path that they will go on. Indeed, even as the people were sitting, uh, as they were doing Cheta Egel, Cheta Menaglim, they still had every day and night the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire, miraculous things from Hashem, are uh, keeping them and guiding them. Pasukaf. And you gave them your good spirit to understand, and your mind you do not withhold from their mouth, and water you gave for them for their thirst. Even as they were doing these things, Hashem kept them understanding, kept teaching them laws of Torah, and helped them understand uh, the goodness of Hashem's Torah. Pasukah Aleph. And for 40 years they supported them in the desert, they did not lack, their clothing did not wear out, and their feet did not swell. Once again, this Pasuk is referring to specific miracles mentioned in the Humash in Devarim. And you gave them kingdoms and nations, and you apportioned them for an edge. And they inherited the land of Sichon, the land of the king of Hashbon, and the land of Og, the king of the Bashan. Here the Pasuk is saying powerful kings who had nations, Sichon and the kingdom of Hashbon, and Og and the kingdom of the Bashan, were just for them a corner. They were only for two and a half of the Shivatim on the other side of the Jordan. And those powerful kingdoms that they inherited were just for them for an extra part of their land, not even uh, the main inheritance that they were, were to get. And the children you multiplied like the stars of the heavens, and you brought them to the land which you told to their forefathers to come and inherit. Uh, so we see even though B'nai Israel perhaps sinned and the, the process took longer, Hashem and His infinite mercy, once again, Took eventually led the people to the land which he promised, despite all that happened in the desert. Pasuk Kavdalid, Vayavo Habanim, Vayirishua Ta'aretz, Vatachnat Lifnehem et Yoshve Ha'aretz, Haknaanim, Vatitinem Biadam, Vetmachehem, Vetamime Ha'aretz, Lasot Behem Kirtsonam. And the children came and inherited the land, and you subdued before them the inhabitants of the land, the Knaanim, and you gave them in their hands. And their kings and the people of the land to do with them as they pleased. These children who came in from the promise of the forefathers, um, not of their own merits, from the promise of Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, were able to go in and easily subdue um, all the various 31 kings in Eretz Yisrael. Pasuk and they captured fortified cities and a fat land, and they inherited houses filled with all good, dug out wells, vineyards, olives, and fruit trees to abundance. And they ate and were satisfied and were fattened, 
and they delighted in your great goodness. Even though this pasuk is all on a positive note, uh, there's actually no specific negative things that were done. Those are going to come in the next pasuk. Already refers to several pasukim in Tanakh, which are definitely not positive. Uh, we start off like Duarim Mitsurot. And the continuation, that reminds us of Devarim, Pasuk Yud and Yud Aleph, where it says, Again, mentioning the father, the promised land. Great cities which you didn't build, and continuing. And houses filled with all good which you didn't build. So all these things that you didn't do, uh, specifically mentioned in the Varim, don't think you did any of this. This is all Hashem laid out for you. You came in, conquered the land, and had all the things mentioned in our Pasuk already laid out for you. And the Varim continues with a warning. Don't get too fattened up. Don't get too content and happy with the status quo. Don't get too arrogant with yourself with what you did. Always remember that it was from Hashem. Uh, and clearly here, the Levim are about to say that that's not what happened. Pasuk and they rebelled and rebelled against you and threw your Torah after their backs and killed your Nevi'im who testified against them to return them to you. And they performed greatly maddening deeds. This pasuk refers to specifically the killing of Nevi'im, perhaps referring to one of two cases, um, Ahab and really Zebel, his wife, murdered. Uh, many of the prophets of Israel. Uh, we know that Avadiah had to save whatever whatever he could that was left. And we also know Zechariah ben Yehoiada was murdered as well uh, in the time of Yoash. Pasuk Kavzayin. Latitinem biyad sarahim vayatseru lahim. Uvaid saratam yitzaku alecha vatam yishamayim tishma'u kurachamecha rabim titen lahim moshayim vayoshiyum yad sarahim. So you gave them over to their enemies and they afflicted them. And in their time of affliction they would cry out to you and you from the heavens would listen as and as per your great mercy you would give them saviors and who would rescue them from their enemies this cycle of Bnei Israel doing bad um, then Hashem giving them over to their enemies Bnei Israel crying out to Hashem and Hashem saving this is, is basically sums up the entire Sefer team and perhaps uh, many parts of Melachim as well just this cycle alone is a very powerful image um, Hashem extends his, extends his mercy to the people they do wrong he keeps guiding them he keeps helping them until finally at a certain point it's sort of the straw that breaks the camel's back he gives them the order to the enemies and yet still the moment when Bnei Israel cry out and return even for a fleeting moment to Hashem he right away sends them a shofet or a leader who could come and save them from their enemies and then right away again as the people finally are safe back home uh, again continue to rebel against Hashem. It's a very powerful image and one that puts a lot of what this Pedic is trying to say uh, and sums it up very nicely. And it continues to describe this in Pasuk Kabchet. <speaking in Hebrew> 
וכעזבם ביד אויביהם, וידעו בהם, וישובו ויזעקוך, ואתם בשמיים תשמע ותצילם, כי נחמך רבות איתים. And when it would ease for them, they would return to do evil before you, and you would abandon them in their hands of their enemies, and they would rule over them, and they would return to you, and again pray out to you, and you from the heavens will listen and save them as you pray your mercy many times. Again, continuing the process of the cycle. Pasuk Kaftet. V'tad b'hem l'hashivam l'toratecha, v'hem mahezidu, v'roshem holo mitzvotecha, v'mitzvotecha chatu b'am, asher yaseh adam v'chaya b'hem. V'itznu katef soreret v'orpam hikshu v'lo shamehu. And you warn them to return to your Torah, and they were evil and did not listen to your commandments. And through your laws they transgressed, which a man should do, and thereby live by them. And they gave a turnt shoulder, And they stiffened their necks and did not listen. Here again, another irony pointed out, um, and again referring to a pasuk in Chumash, Asher Ya'aseh Adam V'chaya Behem. These mitzvot were given to build up society. Oh, these mitzvot are gifts to Hashem for which to live by, and yet these people um, are turning their backs from these very gifts which Hashem are giving them. Pasuk Lamed. V'timshoch alahem shanim rabot v'ta'ad ba'am beruchacha b'yan neviyecha v'lo he'ezinu v'titinem b'yad ameha aratzot. And it extended over them many years, and you warned them with your spirits in the hands of your Nevi'im, and they did not listen, and you gave them in the hands of the people of the land. Again, sort of summing up this cycle which we've been going through now. So this grace period extended a very long time, and throughout the grace period, there were constant Nevi'im warning the people, trying to get the people back on track. But they still did not listen. And even though they had such a long period of time to return it to Hashem, it was not successful. Pasuk Lamedalek. Barachamecha Rabim, lo asitam kalav, lo azavtam, ki el chanun rachum atam. And in your great mercy, you did not just completely destroy them and did not abandon them. For you are a benevolent, compassionate God. Here, the Levim ending off of the cycle, stressing a very important point. Even a time when, as per the deal that Hashem had with the people, if you follow me, I'll bring you into the land. Hashem had every right to not fulfill the deal, so to speak, and to, to finish off the people. To go ahead and perhaps do like Moshe, like he told Moshe all those years back, I'll start again with you. I'll forget these people. This isn't going to work out. But that never happened. And continued to show devotion, even in times of bad and when they were being punished, continued to show his ultimate devotion and non-wavering commitment to the Jewish people. Pesuk Lamed Bet. V'atah Eloheinu ha'el ha'gedol ha'gibor v'anu ra'ashomen ha'brit v'achesed al-yimad b'fanechad kol atila'a ha'ashem etsa'atnu nimlachenu l'sarenu u'chohanenu v'linvienu v'lavotenu u'chol amecha mimem al-chei ha'shor ad ha'yom hazeh. And now our God, the great, powerful, and awe-inspiring Lord, who keeps the covenant and the kindness, do not belittle before you all the suffering which has befallen us, our kings, our lords, our kohanim, our prophets, and our forefathers, and all of your people, from the days of the kings of Assyria until this day. Here now at the end of the prayer, the Levi'im give a prayer for mercy. The previous Pasuk, they mentioned, Hashem, you never abandon us. And thus, as you're staying with us, 
Look at all the evil that has been happened to us from the days of Assyria, from the Galut of already the ten tribes until this day. Look at all the trouble and sorrows which we've been put through. Pasuk Lamed Gimel. And you are just concerning all that has befallen us, for you have acted truthfully and we have done evil. Here, even though in the previous Pasuk to Levine prayed, please accept all that has happened to us to be a sort of as a punishment to return us to you. The Levine definitely qualify immediately and say, we understand that everything that you did is absolutely just and we're the ones at fault over here. Pasuk Lamedalet. Let melachenu sarenu kohanenu vavotenu lo asu toratecha velo nkshivo mitzvotecha velaid votecha asher haidota bahem. And our kings, our lords, and our kohanim, and our forefathers did not do your Torah, and they did not listen to your commandments and warnings which you have testified them with. Again, even while they pray, the point of the Levim here is to put things in perspective and show we're not actually worthy of this mercy from Hashem. Pasuk Lamed Hei, Lehem b'malchutam v'tuvcha harav ashen atata lehem v'eretz rechavav ashen manah ashen atata lehem lo'avaducha v'lo shavu mim'alehem haraim. And they, even with their kingdoms and the great goodness which you gave to them and to the wide and fat land which you have given before them, did not worship you and did not return from their evil ways. Once again, continuing to put the deeds in perspective, they're in the land, these king, the kings of B'nai Israel in the past had nothing else to ask for. They were kings of the people of B'nai Israel and the land promised to their forefathers, and yet they still did not stop doing uh, the evil deeds that they did. Pasuk Here we are today as slaves, and the land which you gave to our forefathers to eat of its fruit and its goodness, we are slaves upon it. Here now, perhaps what the Hebrew is saying are the consequences of our actions. While we're returning to the land now, uh, we finally have all the goodness of the land. We're going to be living in the land. We're not doing it as co- very contrasted to the previous Pasuk where it was with the wide and fat land and they were the kings. We're now slaves. Uh, we're not still at the point where we have our own jurisdiction. We're essentially ruled over by the Persian kings and we don't have our own political body. Uh, and that's the consequences of leaving the land and coming back. And that now the dynamics of uh, us and in relation to the land are different, but yet we're going to be here and we're going to worship you even as slaves in this land. Pasuk Lam Zayim. It's fruits are profit to the kings which you have placed over us in our sins, and on their bodies they rule, as well as with their animals as they wish. And in great trouble we are in. The Levi'im end off this prayer uh, setting up now for the people's return to the commitment to Hashem. And stressing the fact uh, that now it's not it's not tied into any condition in which they were in. It's an unconditional devotion which the Levi'im are going, which the people are going to give. And really sets the stage for the next pedic in which we'll see the breed that the people make with Hashem.